Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Successful Woman Radio Show brought to you by WomenAboutBiz.net, empowering you with the tools and resources to start and grow your very own business. Hello, ladies. This is Trina Newby, your host and business success coach, broadcasting to you live this beautiful day. And as always, bringing you inspiration, motivation, and ways to make your business, your dreams, and your ideas, guess what, a huge success. Now, ladies, I trust that you all have a wonderful weekend and that you are now ready to really be very productive for the week. Now, if you'll remember, I always want to remind you about reviewing your calendar on a Sunday evening uh, before you retire for the for the night, right? Because it is really taking an overview and looking and asking yourself the question, what is it that I would like to accomplish before the end of the week or by the end of the week that helps you to look at all of the activities on your calendar and ensure that they are supporting the very thing that you want to do. It is so easy to have a activities on your calendar really without them pertaining to anything that you want to see a result on. So it's important for you to make sure that you are careful about what you put on your calendar, right? And you also need to be mindful of the fact that looking at your calendar and holding yourself accountable and making sure that you depend on your calendar, those are the ways that you begin to structure yourself and bring yourself into alignment, right? Alignment. I I kind of call it success obedience. It's when you are obedient to your own self uh, for your success. It's when you are willing to rid yourself and eliminate habits that haven't helped you in the past, and you're willing to embrace habits that are going to help you and make you a stronger leader and CEO for your business. And trust me, this is one of those simple, simple things that if you really put it into practice and if you start consistently doing it, you are going to build one of the best habits that you have ever had, and that is making sure every Sunday evening that you review your calendar, ask yourself that most important question, what is it that I would like to accomplish by weekend or by the by Friday, and then backing up to where you are and making sure that you have identified the goals and the tasks to get you there, right? So very, very important. But isn't that how it is a lot of the times that it's the things that are very important, the things that are the most simple become the things that are most complex to us. That that's something that I have that's amazed me always. It's like this is just a simple little thing. Why is it taking me so long to do this? But we really need to keep our minds focused on those those tasks, on those goals, on those things that are going to help us accomplish our goals and get us better results. I'd like to welcome everybody to the show today. I see a lot of people are logging in. They are dialing in. And so, again, this is Trina Newby, your host and business success coach, and I want to welcome you 
to the Successful Woman Radio Show. So excited that you are here today. We've got a wonderful lineup for you today. Of course, our theme all of this month is creating content for your business. Now, we've had three episodes on this theme already. So if you have not listened to those episodes or you didn't go live with us for those episodes, you can still listen to the recordings. All you need to do is visit us at womenaboutbiz.net. Again, womenaboutbiz.net. And then click on podcast in the top right menu bar. And from there on the right-hand side, you'll see the player and you can listen to the shows. Now, you can do this whether you're doing it from your phone, internet on your phone, or whether you're on your laptop or your iPad, notepad devices. Another a couple of ways that you can listen to previous broadcasts is by uh, going to iTunes and um, podcast on your iPhone and looking up Successful Woman Radio. Once you see it, mark it as your favorite, and there you will have it at your fingertips, all the previous broadcasts. Same thing for those who are Android um, users. All you need to do is go to Stitcher, download the app if you don't have it, Stitcher, S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R, download that app, and then, again, look up Successful Woman Radio, three separate words, mark it as your favorite, and, again, on the Stitcher player, you will have the show right there at your fingertips. Well, here we are in the fourth week of August, I believe. Wow, the time is moving along. Here we are, the fourth week of August, and I do want to remind everyone that if you are planning on introducing a product or a service for the holiday season, you are in the prime pre-planning stage right now. This is the time for you to go ahead and start figuring out what that what that primary product is going to be. What is it that you're going to be promoting? Is there something new that you're planning on doing before the holiday season? This is the time now for you to go ahead and start promoting, uh, or not promoting it now, but start planning it now, right? And then, of course, you want to have that pre-promotion stage where you start mentioning it and getting people prepared and expected to see it somewhere around the 1st of October, right? And so a lot of people don't realize that most large companies, especially the retail industry, they already knew what their holiday lineup was going to be a year before. And so normally sometime around June or July, they're already planning marketing and when that marketing is going to come out and and that type of thing. So I would not be surprised to see a lot of pre promotions happening at the end of September or early October. Pay attention. Um, I know that last year I saw a lot of holiday marketing starting, gearing up in early October, the first week of October. And so I would expect the same thing to happen uh, again. So I want you guys to pay attention to that because being proactive and doing things ahead of time really allows you to prepare for a more successful result. And that is definitely what you want. So again, for all of you who are really interested in promoting yourselves 
in a different way for the holiday season, taking advantage of Black Friday, taking advantage of Thanksgiving and all of the different holidays that are coming up between now and the end of the year, uh, all the way through actually the, the first month of the new year, you guys need to go ahead and you need to start right now getting yourself prepared. And one of the things I want to remind you is that when when you say, yeah, I want to market a or product during the holiday, you guys need to, to understand that this is not something that you just say, yeah, let me go pick out something and this will be it. There has to be a lot of thought, a lot of process done to get you where you need to be. And so in order for that to take place, that means that you've got to schedule the time in your planner for you to actually brainstorm with yourself or brainstorm with your team um, talk with your marketing person, uh, and really come up with some very creative ways. This gives you time also to really go back and look at what others, other competitors were doing last year and how you might be able to do it better this year, right? And so I just wanted to put that reminder in your head and get your creative juices going on, you know, your holiday thing, your, what are you going to be marketing? Very, very important. And don't forget, it doesn't matter whether you are a service business or a product business. I, I think everyone um, in different ways can make use of the holiday season. Even if, even if you decide that you are going to basically use the holiday season to appreciate your your clients or your current customers, there's still creative things that you will be able to do. So I just wanted to remind you of that. Also on the show later today, um, you guys, we are going to be looking at the first read of our actual excerpt from the book, Atomic Habits. Very, very excited about this book. Um, this is This is my actual first read of the book, and so uh, I'm finding it very, very interesting, and I have been announcing on the show that for part of this month and all of next month, we were going to be covering the book Atomic Habits. So if you have not picked up your copy, whether it's a uh, a e-copy, an audio copy, or um, a hard copy, make sure you get a copy of the book Atomic Habits so that you can follow right along with me uh, when I'm reading the excerpts and so that you can take advantage of all of the wisdom that this particular book has to offer. Also, uh, in, just a, in just a few seconds, I'll be covering the five questions of business leadership, right? The five questions of business leadership. And then um, I talked to you guys on last Monday. I, I mentioned to you guys that I really wanted you to go back and revisit that question, what does success mean to you? I want you to go back and revisit that. And so I'll be talking about that in just a little bit, right? And so I'm so excited to be here with you today. Uh, very, very happy to see that many of you are really putting a lot of the things that I have mentioned on the show, you're putting those things into action. Um, Cheryl up in New Jersey, one of our longtime listeners, she is saying, she sent me an email and she actually shared with me um, how she was going to start working on her own podcast. And Cheryl, I see that you also already scheduled a power talk with me this week. So I'm really, really excited to be talking about that with you and um, definitely look forward to 
give me some ideas on creating your very own podcast. So again, um, I'm excited that you guys are really listening, you're really paying attention, and you're really taking some good notes. With that said, we're going to move right on into five questions of business leadership. Here's number one. Have I prepared my mindset for greatness? Again, have I prepared my mindset for greatness? You know, one of the things that's very interesting is that I am now seeing more and more experts come around the belief uh, that even though there are a lot of things that go into being successful in a business, most are now realizing that at the end of the day, it has to do more with mindset than anything. Because even when you don't have enough money to, uh, for your daily operations, even when you don't have enough employees, even when you don't uh, have all the resources that you need, your mindset can help you to get past all of those challenges and still make it happen. And so preparing your mindset for greatness is a very important thing. Why is it that we even need to prepare our mindset for greatness? Well, it's because so many times we don't. We're not in the habit of waking up every morning for the most part and really focusing on ourselves and putting ourselves first and preparing our minds and gearing our minds to where it needs to be. So you can start by first scheduling, that's right, scheduling in your calendar your mindset exercise or scheduling in your calendar of my personal time every day. Set it for recurring, you know, and I, I recommend a minimum of 30 minutes. If you can do an hour, that is great. Many millionaires who, who really believe in the power of, of self-development schedule the first two hours of every day to include exercise, right? And so, again, it's, it's, it's something that you have to get used to and something that you have to buy into to, and start seeing the results to give more time to it. So some of the things that you need to be asking yourself as you prepare your mindset for greatness is what beliefs? And habits do I need to support my vision and my goals? What beliefs do I need to have? Um, what do I need to be working from a personal development standpoint? Keep in mind that whatever goals you have, you can start right there. Whatever goals you have for the current month, if there are some personal development skills that you need, then you start with those, right? Here's number two. Are my beliefs in alignment with my vision and my goals, right? This is a deep, deep, deep question. And it's a question that you can't just write off the cuff just in your mind think, um, I would say that my beliefs are in alignment. You don't really know. None of us really know until we really ask ourselves, what is it that we really believe, right? What is it that I believe about money? What was my experience with money growing up as a kid? You know, what did I witness my parents doing with money? Um, what are the habits that I have now? You know, do I seem to accomplish all of my goals whenever I set goals for myself? Do I really sit down and write them out in a very systematic way? And do I oftentimes accomplish my goals? You, you know, you really have to dig. You really have to go beneath the surface to, to look at what is it that you are believing about um, different things in life. And then you can say, well, are they in alignment with what I really, really want? 
For example, if you say to yourself, well, I haven't really been able to accomplish my goals now that I think about it, it seems like every time I try to accomplish goals, it's either something something jumps in the way or something with the, happens with the kids that I need to take care of or something happens with someone else that I need to take care of or my job gets way, or I tend to procrastinate, or I never have enough money to do certain things that I want to do. I mean, you can start really, really digging in and looking at, do you really accomplish things? Is your belief really in alignment? And then what you do is whatever your answers are, then you, then, then you really go to ask yourself, well, maybe my beliefs are not in alignment then. Maybe there are things, there are habits that I have in my life, the things that are happening that really have contributed to beliefs that I didn't even know I believed in or I didn't even know that I practiced, right? But that's not helping my vision of what what I want. It's not helping the goals that I want right now. I notice that I'm a procrastinator, and that's not going to help me if I'm trying to do such and such. You see what I'm saying? Uh, So you really have to dig in with this particular question, and you really have to be truthful with yourself. Now, I know a lot of you have probably heard me in the past say that phrase. You've got to be truthful with yourself. So what are you saying, uh, Coach Trina? Do people lie to themselves? Oh, you better believe it. And I I will go ahead and be transparent and lie to myself many times, which why I often look at the fact that if I was not, if I would have just been more truthful with myself about certain things, I wouldn't have to have experienced the, the, the negative side of certain things. And so again, this is a, this, this question my beliefs in alignment with my vision and goal gives you that opportunity to dig beneath the surface and really get to know you and who you are. Here's question number three. What do I want to accomplish by this Friday, right? You know, questioning is such a powerful way to really learn about yourself and learn who you are and really what you want. Here's a here's a fact that you may not have known. Most women don't ask themselves questions like that, right? Um, and I'm not sure why that is, but think about it. Do do you, on a frequent basis, ask yourself a lot of deep-rooted questions? And do you just contemplate and figure out how you're going to make things different? Most women don't. And so asking yourself what you want to accomplish by, by Friday really allows you to, if you're doing it at the beginning of the week, which you guys know I recommend Sunday, right? If you ask yourself this question, then you are able to correct some things that might be falling through the cracks. You're able to actually go take a look at your calendar and make sure that all of those activities are relevant to what it is that you want to accomplish. And if a lot of the stuff that you have listed on your calendar are not, then you have to make some considerations as to whether or not you want to eliminate or cancel whatever it is that you've got going on because it's really not relevant right? Um, Or you've got to make decisions of what you need to add. Now, other things that you need to be looking at happening before the week's end is you want to take a look at those goals for the week. You want to take a look at your marketing system. You want to make sure that it's working for you 24-7, which means some automation has to be in place. And you also want to look at your leads generation. How are you generating leads? Are new leads coming in? 
Here's question number four. How can I be an asset to my business? Again, how can I be an asset to my business? This is a question, especially if if uh, if you want to be more of a leader in your company, you want to be the best CEO that you can be for your business, then, of course, this question is something that, again, you need to set down and delve into. Here are some sub-questions that will help you to really get your your ideas going. Am I being, uh, a, am I being an ambassador for my business? Am I people know who I am, what I do, and what my company can do and how it can benefit them. Uh, Am I seeking out new collaborations? Oftentimes, uh, we don't look at how we can work with others and team up with other people, businesses that might see the same clients, but not they don't do what we do. We don't look at establishing a relationship like that, but we do need to, right? And then am I leading my power team? And hopefully by now, I have mentioned the word power team, and I've talked about it enough, so you guys need to understand the importance of what that really is. For those of you that are new to the show, a power team, group of individuals that you have assembled, they either either work for you full-time, part-time, or they are professionals that have their own businesses and you contract their services uh, when you need them. Uh, either way, it helps you together, your power team can help to uh, decrease your learning curve and it can help you to increase and speed up the, the time you see results in your business all by using people who know more than you do to help you move your business forward, right? And so oftentimes, many uh, of those who listen to the show are solo entrepreneurs, but you need to understand and know that just because you are by yourself, just because you are um, a sole business owner, it doesn't mean that you're supposed to do things on your own all by yourself. It doesn't mean that that you are alone because many resources out there for you. There are many ways that you can get people to help you. Um, and even if you put up the one of the, the roadblocks is, is not having the money to hire, you can't allow that to stop you because there's people out there that are looking for internship opportunities. There are individuals out there that are looking for ways um, to to do different things, uh, and, and, and oftentimes on a volunteer level. So, again, I want to remind you of that, okay? Very, very, very important. So, again, you can indeed, right, you can indeed still have a power team of people that are helping you. And last but not least, in the five questions of business leadership is, am I investing in myself and my business? Again, am I investing in myself and my business? And of course, there are three areas I recommend that you take a look at. Health and wellness. Are you, are you investing in your Are you exercising? Are you investing in yourself in that way? Marketing and advertising and setting a budget for that. Are you doing that? And last but not least, personal development, coaching. Are you you, uh, investing in that for yourself as well? Those three things are very important. And just doing that, you're going to start seeing changes in yourself and in your business. So, ladies, there you have it, five questions of business leadership. These questions were designed to help you throughout the year to hone in and and strengthen your leadership skills and your ability to be a better CEO for your company. So again, ask them of yourself as often as you need to. 
don't forget, based on whether or not you start implementing and putting things in place with your use of these questions, you're going to get different answers as you begin to grow your business throughout the year, okay? Very important. Now, for those of you that are new to the show, again, I'm Trina Newby, founder of Women About Biz and your business success coach, and I'm so excited here with me today. Uh, just a little bit about who we are. Successful Woman Radio, of course, is the flagship show for biz.net. And we believe in providing you, the businesswoman, with a positive environment where you can be motivated, encouraged, and inspired to create a successful life generating the income that you desire, right? And that's what it's all about, isn't it? Being in business is, is about generating an incredible income for yourself, generating revenue for your business so that you can grow it and move it along faster. Without those two particular things, it wouldn't necessarily be a business. Right? And so it's important. It's very, very important that you understand that Successful Woman Radio is here for you. And if there's nowhere else where you can be in a positive environment, you can definitely tune in here every single Monday at 12 p.m. Eastern time and be empowered with information that you can put to use right away. Well, here we are at 1225. We are about 35 minutes before the show is over, so don't hang up. Don't switch off uh, off of that off of the site that you're on and, and listening to the show. We're so excited that you are here. So again, I've been talking about all this month our theme has been creating content for your business because content is so important because it's it's your way of sharing and at how you are actually going to let people know who you are and what you do. It's how you're going to literally be able to, I, I would say it's how you're going to be able to communicate and allow people to see that you are indeed an expert or that you have one of the best products around. So it's so important. It's so important that if you don't have a content plan for your business, you've got to have a content plan, okay? It's no such thing as not having a content plan because we're living in a time now where everything is about online business. People are going online to look at whatever it is that they want. Their, their phones are right there at their fingertips. And Google has made it so easy to just quickly have a Google search button on their phones. They're searching for everything, right? And the way you get noticed is going to be based on how you structure your website, how you have, um, what content pieces you have decided that you're going to use in promoting uh, your business. So it's very, very important, right? So again, I'm very excited about that. So if you have not began to develop your content plan, hopefully listening at the broadcast this month on creating content for your business is going to make it very clear on how important it is. So coming up a little bit later, uh, we are indeed going to be talking about um, video content and ways and ideas to use video for your business. I want to, at this time, I want to go ahead and read a quick excerpt from the book, Atomic Habits. 
uh, a really, really wonderful book. I, I was recommended the book uh, by a couple of people, and I decided to just kind of look the book up and notice that it was on the New York Times bestsellers list when it first came out, okay? And so um, I'm going to be reading from Chapter 1, okay? Chapter 1, page 12 um, of Atomic Habits. And, you know, just again, let you know, the author of the book, Atomic Habits, I want to just kind of scroll. I'm reading from my Kindle. Normally, I have a hard copy, but mine has not come yet. But the author of the book, James Clear, clear as in C-L-E-A-R. Again, author of the book is James Clear. So I just wanted to let you guys know that. And I'm going to, again, just scroll here to the section um, that I was in, which is chapter one, the surprising power of atomic habits. The author says the fate of British cycling changed one day in 2003. The organization, which was the governing body for professional cycling in Great Britain, had recently hired David Brailsford as its new performance director. At the time, professional cyclists in Great Britain had endured nearly 100 years of mediocrity. Since 1908, British riders had won just a single gold medal at the Olympic Games, and they had fared even worse than cycling's biggest race, the Tour de France. In 110 years, no British cyclist had ever won the event. In fact, the performance of British riders had been so underwhelming that one of the top bike manufacturers in Europe refused to sell bikes to them because they were afraid that it would hurt sales if other professionals saw Brits using their gear. Brailsford had been hired to put British cycling on a new trajectory. What made him different from previous coaches was his relentless commitment to a strategy that he referred to as aggregation of marginal gains, which was the philosophy of a tiny margin of improvement in everything you do. Bradford said, the whole principle came from the idea that if you broke down everything you could think of that goes into riding a bike and then improve it by 1%, you will get a significant increase when you put them all together. Brailsford and his coaches began by making small adjustments you might expect from a professional cycling team. They redesigned the bike seats to make them more comfortable and rubbed alcohol on the tires for a better grip. They asked riders to wear electrically heated overshorts to maintain ideal muscle temperature while riding and use biofeedback sensors to monitor how each athlete responded to a particular workout. The team tested various fabrics when and had their outdoor riders switch to indoor racing suits, which proved to be lighter and more aerodynamic. But they didn't stop there. Brailsford and his team continued to find 1% improvements in overlooked and unexpected areas. They tested different types of massage gels to see which one led to the fastest muscle recovery. They hired a surgeon to teach each rider the best way to wash their hands to reduce the chances of catching a cold. They determined the type of pillow and mattress to the best night's sleep for each rider. They even painted the inside of the team's white, which helped spot little bits of dust that would normally slip by unnoticed but could degrade the performance of the finely tuned bikes. As these and hundreds of other small improvements accumulated, the results 
came faster than anyone could have imagined. Just five years after Brailsford took over, the British cycling team dominated the road and track cycling at the 2008 Olympic Games in Beijing, where they won standing and astounding 60% of the gold medals available. Four years later, when the Olympic Games came to London, the Brits raised the bar as they set nine Olympic records and seven world records. That same year, Bradley Wiggins became the first British cyclist to win the Tour de France. The next year, his teammate, Chris Froome, won the race, and he would go on to win again in 2015, 2016, 2017, giving the British team five Tour de France victories in six years. During the 10-year span from 2007 to 2017, British cyclists won 178 world championships and 66 Olympic Paralympic gold medals and captured five Tour de France victories in what is widely regarded as the most successful run in cycling history. Now, how does this happen? How does a team of previous ordinary elite Athletes transform into world champions with tiny changes that at first glance would seem to make a modest difference at best. Why do small improvements accumulate into such remarkable results? And how can you replicate this approach in your own life? Now, ladies, reading this first piece right here was very important, and I hope that you guys are listening to it. Why? Because one of the first things I got from this whole thing is that it is the little pieces of that you do. It's the little tiny improvements, the little tiny fractions of commitments that you make to yourself and what it is that you want to accomplish that make the difference in your life. You're never going to get anywhere if every time you are suggested to make a move on something or to improve in some way or to do some little fraction of a little tiny thing that you're unwilling to do it, you're never going to get anywhere. It is the compilation of tiny things, fractions of tiny things that help you to see the biggest improvements. And I think I, I captured that right away as I began to learn about the discipline team. This is he put that story in the very beginning because he's showing you that for all of this time, and I want to go back, 110 years to be exact. That's a lot of time. 110 years, that's, that's 11 decades. For 110 years, no British cyclist had ever won the event. And then when they brought on this new person, Brailsford, who had a whole different mindset about the way you accomplish things, they brought him on, and it was his goal to just start doing tiny fractions of things. All he was looking for was just a 1% difference in, in, in the things that they did, but it was the compilation of those things that helped to really, at that point, give them such a boost that for six years in a row, they began to win the Tour de France. They began to win Olympic gold medals. Incredible performance just by doing fractions of small little things, right? So why small habits make a big difference? The author goes on to say, it is so easy to overestimate the importance of one defining moment and underestimate the value of making small improvements on a daily basis. Too often we convince ourselves that the massive success 
requires massive action, whether it is losing weight, building a business, a book, winning a championship, or achieving any other goal. We put pressure on ourselves to make some earth-shattering improvement that everyone will talk about. Meanwhile, improving by 1% isn't particularly notable. Sometimes it isn't even noticeable, but it can be far more meaningful, especially in the long run. The difference a tiny improvement can make over time is astounding. Here's how the math works out. If you get 1% better each day for one year, you'll end up 37 times better by the time done. Conversely, if you get 1% worse each day for one year, you'll decline nearly down to zero. What starts as a small win or a minor setback accumulates something much more. One better every day is to go. Habits are the compound interest of self-improvement. Let me repeat that because that's very, very profound. Write that down. Habits are the compound interest of self-improvement. The same way that money multiplies through compound interest, the effects of your habits multiply as you repeat them. They seem to make little difference on any given day, and yet the impact they deliver over the months and years can be enormous. It is only when looking back two, five, or perhaps ten years later that the value of good habits and the cost of bad ones becomes strikingly apparent. This can be a difficult concept to appreciate in your daily life. We often dismiss small changes because they don't seem to matter very much in the moment. If you save a little money now, you're still not a millionaire. If you go to the gym three days in a row, you're still out of shape. If you study Mandarin for an hour tonight, you still haven't learned the language. You make a few changes, but the results never seem to come quickly, and so we slide back into our previous routines. Unfortunately, the author says, the slow pace of transformation also makes it easy to let a bad habit slide. If you eat an unhealthy meal today, the scale doesn't move much. If you work late tonight and ignore your family, they will forgive you. If you procrastinate and put your process off until tomorrow, there will usually be time to finish it later. A single decision is easy to dismiss, but when we repeat 1% errors day after day by replicating poor decisions, duplicating tiny mistakes, and rationalizing little excuses Small choices compound into toxic results. Wow. It's the accumulation of many missteps, a 1% decline here and there, that eventually leads to a problem. The impact created by a change in your habits is similar to the effect of shifting the route of an airplane just by a few degrees. Imagine you are flying from Los Angeles to New York City. If a pilot leaving from LAX is just a heading just 3.5 degrees south, you will land in Washington, D.C. instead of New York. Such a small change is barely noticeable at takeoff. The nose of the plane moves just a few feet, but when you when magnified across the entire United States, you end up hundreds of miles apart. Similarly, a slight change in your daily habits can guide your life to a very different nation. Making a choice that is 1% better or 1% worse seems insignificant in the moment, but over the span of moments that make up a lifetime, these choices determine the difference between who you are and who you could be. 
Success is the daily product of your habits, not once-in-a-lifetime transformation. I want to repeat that, but then I want to change it because I, I misread a little bit. The author says, success is the product of daily habits, not once-in-a-lifetime transformations, okay? So, and I really like that. Success is the product of daily habits, and that is so very, very true. You want to be successful, take a look at your habits. And by the way, the way you think, how you process things is also a habit, okay? That said, he says, it doesn't matter how successful or unsuccessful you are right now. What matters is whether your habits are putting you on the path towards success. You should be far more concerned with your current trajectory with your current results. If you're a millionaire, but you spend more than you earn each month, then you're on a bad trajectory. If your spending habits don't change, it's not going to end well. Conversely, if you're broke, but you save a little bit every month, then you're on the path toward financial freedom, even if you're moving slower than you'd like to. Your outcomes are lagging measures of your habits. Your net worth is a lagging measure of your financial habits. Your weight is a lagging measure of your eating habits. Your knowledge is a lagging measure of your learning habits. Your clutter is a lagging measure of your cleaning habits. You get what you repeat. And I'm going to stop right there. I'm going to stop right there for a minute and just as a side note, say to you all who are listening to this, first of all, pick up a copy of this book because I honestly believe it can be life-changing for you. That is how we learn from people who have wisdom enough and who have practiced what they they are, are writing about so much so that they they have put it in the book and they are sharing these golden nuggets with us. And certainly Atomic Habits is one of those books, right? I want to I wanna say this is something that's so dear to my heart book. Why? Because I truly believe in the power of manifestation, in the fact that how we, how we think, the habits that we have, how we believe in ourselves, our level of belief, the actions that we take, all contribute to what it is we want in life. And here is a book saying this exact thing, right? He says you get what you repeat, and he's talking about habits because habits are basically repetitive actions done over and over to the point that they have embedded themselves in your subconscious mind and you do them, you perform them without having to think because your subconscious mind has recorded them so much so that it actually memorizes the the repetition of the habits for you and just starts doing it, right? Without you even knowing in the conscious mind that you're making those repetitive habits, um, that that you're actually doing it. So again, this is a very, very important book because I don't want anybody to go into 2022 without understanding the power of their mind and how your success is dependent on your ability to make some swift and immediate changes in your mindset. Your success is dependent upon you learning how important it is every single day to prepare your mind for greatness. Your success as the author said, 
is dependent on your habits. You get what you eat. So the author goes on to say, if you want to predict where you'll end up in life, all you have to do is follow the curve of the tiny gains or the tiny losses and see how your daily choices will compound 10 or 20 years down the line. Are you spending less than you earn each month? Are you making it to the gym each week? Are you reading books and learning something new each day? Tiny battles like these are the ones that will define your future self. Time magnifies the margin between success and failure. It will multiply whatever you feed it. Good habits make time your ally. Bad habits make time your enemy. Habits are a double-edged sword. Bad habits can cut you down just as easily as good habits can build you up, which is why understanding details is crucial. You need to know how habits work and how to find them to your liking so you can avoid the dangerous half of the blade. Wow. So up here, that was on page 18. You guys go ahead and get it in your schedule to read this book, Atomic Habits by James Clear, a very, very profound book. I want you guys to really delve in because the information in there, if you read it and then and then stop and ask yourself, how can I implement this? How can I learn from this? Then you are going to have aha moments like I'm having as I read the book as well. So this is very, very important. I can't say enough about uh, the power of habits. It's 15 minutes to the hour of one. I'm going to go ahead right now and move right into our hot topic, creating content for your business. And today, what I want to do is I want to give you guys some ideas uh, for creating video content, right? Video content is, of course, when you are utilizing the power of, of video, when you are doing a one-minute, two-minute, three- to five-minute video, and then you're either doing it live on Facebook, you're streaming it, you're doing a Zoom and uploading it, or you're pre-recording your video. Uh, Video can be very, very powerful if you know how to use it, which I think is very, very important. Now, the first thing you need to know and understand is that we're living in an age where just our cell phones are good enough to do a short video. That's what's so amazing. The technology has advanced in such a way, okay? The technology is so advanced in such a way today that our cell phones can actually quality videos in high definition, and and we're then able to upload those videos and push them out into the different platforms that we So mostly everybody has a smartphone, but there are some other tools that you will need um, to use some, you know, to really do some good videos. So I want to first start off with tools, okay? Now, I, for the longest time, I just used my smartphone or video um, features on on my computer, my desktop. But now I have learned a lot as I have read um, about videos, learned a lot about the different video tools and resources that can be available to you and, and things that you can use that make it even better. So the first thing is let me say, 
I am not a video expert, but what I do know is that the things that I have been using so far have really, really been helping. So the first thing that you definitely want to invest in is you want to invest in a really good tripod, okay? Uh, I think that's very, very good. Again, you want to invest in a really good tripod. Now, I'm going to spell the name of the tripod that I have, but it goes all the way down to a desktop version, meaning I can put it on my desk or I can put it on the floor and stand it up, and it is, and it will go pretty much almost to six all. Um, and I can still use my phone on it, and it has a remote um, it has a remote sensor that allows me to start and stop my phone video when I when I'm away from it, right? So that's really really important. So the name of the tripod that I have is by the manufacturer Utang. Y-U-N-T-E-N-G. Y-U-N-T-E-N-G. And again, you can put that name. Um, in Amazon, and it'll pull the tripod right up. Utang, Y-U-N-T-E-N-G, Utang tripod, okay? You can put that in Amazon, and it'll pull pull the different tripods up that they have. So that's the first thing is I have a really good tripod that is very stable that I can use with my iPhone, okay? And the next thing that I, just, I really invested in is that I invested in a green screen, Okay, now, what is the green screen used for? Well, the green screen allows you to create and have different graphic backgrounds behind you. So, for example, when you're doing a Zoom um, or when you're on some other video platform or media platform, if you have your green screen pulled up behind you, you then can click on a particular uh, feature on that software that allows you to switch to a graphic image to show behind you instead of the room that you're in, right? So instead of people seeing behind you in, in the room that you're in, they're automatically going to see the green screen, right? And the, and the graphic images that you can do are very simple. You can go to different graphic software like deposit uh, depositphotos.com, iStock.com, um, and you can pop in their search bar, um, a, a living room scene, S-C-E-N-E, living room scene, office scene. You can pop in different types of things that you are looking for, and then you can take those graphic images once you get them. You can download them to your hard drive, upload them to whatever software you're using, whether it's Zoom uh, or some other platform similar, and then when you go to the video features of that software, you can switch over to the, the graphic image instead of the, the regular background that you're in as long as you have your green screen pulled up, right? So the green screen is what allows the background image to actually show, and, and you will be in front of the image itself, so it makes it seem like you're in another room, right? So that's one thing that you might consider doing it. Now, green screens come in all types of sizes, but the green screen I actually have is called a pop-up green screen, and that way I have it right behind my um, chair in my office, and when I'm not using it, it's down, but when I want to use it, I can just 
open the flap up and pop it right up and I have green screen. So again, there are different types of green screen. So if you go on Amazon.com, you can put in the word pop-up green screen and it will show you uh, the green screen itself. And they range in prices anywhere from $50 or, or over. So again, there are different kinds of green screens. But if you're serious about doing video, and you're wondering, well, how is everybody doing these professional-looking videos, you know, and it, it can overwhelm you because you can be thinking in your mind, oh, my God, I don't have this kind of money using a videographer for every video I do, but they're not. They're basically just using simple techniques and tools to be able to do that. So you guys pay attention to that, right? Also on your cell phone, by the way, your smartphone, as you do your video, one of the things that you may want to do is you may want to actually um, take a look. After you do your video, you want to take a look at your edit mode of your video because you can edit it right on the cell phone. And you can also really give your video very warm and glowing uh, views. You can change the light. There's a lot of things that you can there on your smartphone, right? And so you can do that before you actually download your video, right? Now, here's another thing I want to share with you. Sometimes your video is going to be in a .mp4 format, and depending on where you're trying to upload it, they may want it in a different format. One of the software tools that I use online to convert um audio, an MP4 audio to an MP3 audio or a MOV movie that some phones are doing that to an MP4 format. So there are different formats. Whatever the format is that I need to convert it to, I use the software Z-A-M-Z as in zebra, Z-A-M-Z-A-R, okay, Zamzar. Um, Zamzar.com, really, really good conversion software online, um, and you can go there, and if the file is not too big, you can do it for free, but if the file is too big, of course, then they have like a $9 per month membership that you can use to convert larger. So definitely take a look at that and have it's one of your resources. So, so far, we've talked about making sure you have a good tripod, making sure that you, and it's a tripod. It has a remote switch that allows you to turn your video uh, record on and off from where you're standing, okay? The next thing you're going to need is you are definitely going to need a lavalier or you're going to need like a, uh, a, wireless, micro, uh, a, a wireless microphone, right, that you will be able to pin on your collar or what have you um, and be able to talk. Um, knowing that your video is going to sound extremely clear. So that's something that you need as well. You might want to take a look at looking at wireless mics for your, for your phone or for your uh, video camera. So that's something that you want to take a look at. There are a lot of mics that have the wires connected to them that attach to your phone. That's not the one you want, okay? You want a wireless mic because maybe it's you and you want to, you know, take your take your body, do some recording, and it helps when you have, first of all, have, um, you have the wireless switch that you start the recording, and then you 
also have a wireless mic and your voice, even if it's kind of windy outside, passing by or anything like that, the wireless mic is allowing you to sound really, really natural. Very, very important. And then last but not least, I also have um, a Yeti microphone, Y-E-T-T-I. I have a Yeti microphone. Uh, as a matter of fact, if you hear me clearly and it's sounding clear, that's because I'm using my Yeti. Uh, and that is very bad as well. And the Yeti microphone really, really helps things to sound very clear. Now, I also purchased kind of like a little foam dome that fits over my Yeti, which helps to break up the sound and um, stops a lot of the hissing that you hear, like in letters S. You hear that it stops that and it stops the hissing um, from sounding so loud on, on the video or audio. So those are some of the tools that you might want to think about having, okay? Um, but doing a Facebook Live or doing something right from your, your laptop or doing it right from your phone, even without those, can still be very, very effective, okay? So with that said, I'm going to go ahead and give you guys some really, really good ideas and ways to utilize videos. Okay, so Number one, you can use videos to announce something big or make a big announcement. So, for example, you can get your followers used to you coming on at the beginning of every week and sharing what's happening in your neck of the woods, as the meteorologist used to say, or sharing something uh, that's going to be going for the week in your business. You can make that announcement. Your page is a great place, right? Your page is a great place to... Um, Facebook Live and make those kinds of announcements. It's almost kind of like a video e-newsletter, right? Where you come on, you say who you are, you, you announce the different things that are coming out. Like, for example, you could announce a new blog article that you're putting out, and you could talk about the, little, the article um, some, and you can talk about uh, some of the things that they would learn uh, from, from reading the article. You can talk about uh, any type of a podcast that you have coming out. You can also talk about any uh, new offerings you have that are free that they can go and download. So you can make big announcements at the top of every week and, and have it coming out at a specific time, whether it's every Monday at 8 a.m. or every Monday at 12 noon or every Sunday at 7 p.m. or 8 p.m., you know, and then you can post that video to your fan page or to your group or wherever you want to put it, including on your website as a blog entry as well, right? And and there you have a way that, that can be very, very effective. Um, you can also send an email out with a link to the video to all your followers on your mailing list as well. that you can use video. You know, testimonials go a real long way. So if you schedule a day where you where you bring on your customers or your clients, Zoom, and you separately record them and doing testimonials uh, and talking about perhaps how you've helped them or what they think are some of the best ways that they've been able to work with you, that's phenomenal. Those are great also, you can host a Q&A session, right? This is a way to build credibility, but to also help other people who are looking for your type of 
information, right? Of course, you can do a live stream of your event, or you can do a live stream uh, on Facebook, but you can also do a webinar via Zoom or whatever other platforms you might be using. And that is a part of video marketing as well. Very, very important. One of my favorites is you can interview people uh, on video. So you can schedule a Zoom and actually interview someone and, and utilize that as a part of a paid membership plan, or you can um, use it as an actual video that you can share on social media as well. How about teaching a five-minute course on something that's quick and easy where you're using a whiteboard in the background and you're actually writing on the whiteboard? So that's a way to do it. Um, You can also use a video um, to show a before and after. That's easy. You can use a video for that. You can also use a video in replace of your blog. You can have what's called a vlog, B-L-O-G. So instead of the blog containing articles, the, the blog, B-L-O-G, contains videos where you are talking about different types of, of things that are relevant to your business, and you're talking about them in, in sort of a structured way that's kind of like an article, but you are actually shooting a video and actually talking about it. So those are all ways that you can actually use video. And don't forget, you can also use a video share screen where you can record yourself touring your website or touring your blog or touring something else. So video is extremely, extremely powerful if you only give it a chance. So the the first thing I recommend that you ladies do is that do short videos on your phone where you record them, 30 seconds to one minute videos, and then upload them to your Instagram or to your Facebook. Just get yourself used to uh, doing those short videos, and then you can grow from there. So I hope this has helped you, uh, ways to uh, market your business using video. And um, next week, we're going to be talking about social media, ways to uh, utilize content in social media. So stay tuned for that. Mark your calendar for next Monday at 12 noon. Thank you guys so much for listening. And remember, This week, make sure that you have activities, that you are repeating activities that are relevant to what it is that you want to accomplish. Have a beautiful and a productive week this week. Take care, ladies. Bye-bye.